I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, in this episode, we are going to be covering a crazy statistic, a crazy fact that eight out of 10 physical therapy private practices that go on market will not sell. We're going to get into that and more. This is Dave Kittle on the Dave Kittle Show. I am the owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City and also the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently acquiring practices in the New York and New Jersey area. Let's get right into it. This is a solo episode, just you and I here. Eight out of 10 physical therapy private practices will not sell. Here's why. We're going to go into some listing, some components. It's not speaking to any particular owner if we've ever spoken or interfaced. It is about the general sentiment of private practice owners and also just service-based business owners across the U.S. Oftentimes, many owners, and here's the biggest component, many owners have an unrealistic expectation on the value of their practice. Many owners have an unrealistic expectation on the value of their practice, which is why we're putting out a lot of free content, hopefully valuable content, or that you deem valuable. And many of the things that we cover that get the most views and clicks and downloads and listens and watches are episodes on this show around valuation and how much is my physical therapy practice worth? How much is my business worth? Many private practice owners are asking, their asking price is a number that they believe they need for a comfortable retirement, not necessarily something that's based on financial reality or financial performance. And it needs to be based in financial reality and financial performance. It needs to be based in some multiple of the annual profit of the practice, not a grandiose number that many, many owners, many private practice owners historically would just kind of grab a number out of the sky and say, I, you know, I want a million dollars or I want $2 million or I want $3 million. And if my practice is doing $2.5 million in revenue, many private practice owners say that they want $2.5 million as their purchase price. And they often say that they want that total dollar amount paid 100% cash at close. And folks, I have to let you know, some owners could get that. And some definitely will not get that. Like if we just say if every practice is doing $2.5 million in revenue, or if every practice approximately is doing a million dollars in revenue, you're not necessarily going to get dollar for dollar what you're yearly revenue is. Some will get more and some will get less. Okay. So many private practice owners, whether they have a liquidity issue where their 80, 90% of their net worth is tied up in the practice, many maybe with trying to get rich off of one transaction or trying to get wealthy and trying to get liquid from the value, their net worth tied up in their practice and now trying to have a liquidity event and then have that cash available for traveling, for retirement for whatever the next chapter of your life is, whatever it might be. Another component about why eight out of 10 physical therapy businesses will not sell. Another component that owners who negotiate on their own without advisors or without wise counsel 
it often takes longer. This is our experience, and this is the experience of many other of the buyers across the U.S. that I'm speaking with. And there's enough private practice owners to partner with, and there's enough private practices to potentially acquire a partner with. So, yeah, there are competitors, but some of these buyers we speak with, we interview on the show, and they will agree that it it will typically take longer. It can take longer if a private practice owner is negotiating on their own instead of having a broker or advisor or wise counsel. And that wise counsel could be your financial advisor and or your accountant and or a lawyer or two or three of those folks or four of those folks, if you're including the advisor or the broker, where the broker or advisor is getting a percentage, in some cases, an investment banker, but where those folks are getting a percentage of the purchase price. Now, if a broker is involved, if you are a private practice owner using a broker, retaining a broker, the owner may, in some cases, allow the private practice owner, allows the broker to list the practice on one of these websites. You know, you have to sign an NDA and get the confidential information memorandum, get the private package of the information of this private practice that's being listed by this broker or advisor. And oftentimes what we're seeing is that the broker or advisor will list the private practice with an inflated adjusted EBITDA or an inflated total purchase price an asking price. They will inflate the total asking price when it comes to comparing it to current market rate and other comparables, other comps, other comparables of other, what's the dollar amount that other private practice owners have sold for in your region or in your state, in your area, your size, your your scale. And many times other buyers will agree that if it's listed with a broker or advisor, you're going to be paying the broker or advisor 5, 8, 10% of the total purchase price. So therefore, many times, either the private practice owners themselves or the broker advisor will come up with a number of what your private practice is really worth, like the adjusted EBITDA after addbacks and all that. Take that X asking price and then add an additional 10% or more on top of that because the private practice owner wants a certain number of the purchase price after what they would be paying in taxes after what the percentage that the broker would be getting on the purchase price. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. And then you can imagine that if the private practice owner knows, okay, if I'm selling for, again, $2.5 million, and if the broker is getting, depending on the broker or advisor, 5%, 8%, or 10%, then you're getting 80 or 90 or 100% of that dollar amount cash to close, depends on the buyer, depends on your practice and the financial performance. And then you're going to be taxed on the total dollar amount. So you got to take away the taxes. You got to take minus taxes and then minus the broker fees, minus lawyer fees, legal fees, et cetera, right? And then that that number is a lot smaller than the $2.5 million that you sold for, right? Obviously. And so therefore, many private practice owners and or brokers will inflate. They will overinflate the asking price. And so then when we come in, prospective buyers, potential buyers or other buyers, whether small PT owner groups, local, regional, or corporate buyers, private equity-backed buyers, regardless, we're going to be evaluating the practice in a similar type of framework. And we get scared off, or we could get scared off, if we see that this practice, this X practice, is listed with an inflated dollar amount. And then we're asking, can you justify it? Or how did you come up with this number? And and then we do our adjusted EBITDA calculations. We're looking at accounting. We're looking at the line-by-line line dollar amounts, the inflows and the outflows of the practice. And we come up with a number. We come up with an adjusted EBITDA number. And 
you know, net profit and some of those addbacks we talked about. And then your side, the private practice owner with the broker or advisor or themselves or with themselves plus their accountant or lawyer or with their broker advisor and or accountant lawyer or financial advisor, their corner, their team, your team. And we come up with an adjusted EBITDA number of what we would, you know, maybe a sliding scale. Here's like, here's the price that we would love to get this practice at. Here's how much we would love. It would be a slam dunk. And then here's like the top end of like where we get risky and we would like think that it were getting too far over the head of our skis and it would just be too rich. It would just be too much, too many dollars to buy for this practice. And if it's outside of that, that's how private practice owners and many other service-based business owners will scare off potential buyers. And that is another huge component as to why eight out of 10 service-based businesses and eight out of 10 physical therapy businesses for sale will not sell or may not sell. Or they're listed on the market with a broker or advisor for one year or two years or three years. Another component, owners putting too much weight into goodwill or intangible assets of the practice. Goodwill, meaning they'll say, oh, well, we treated, you know, we've been in this neighborhood for 22 years and we've treated X amount of thousands of patients and we have 100, 200, 300 referral sources, whatever it is. Or they'll say, we don't do any marketing. So if you guys did some marketing and some online marketing and we don't even have a website or we have a website and we don't even touch it or we don't do social media. So if you did social media or if you did online ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, you guys could really blow it up and you could really grow it. A lot of buyers, I have to tell you folks, a lot of buyers are not going to be buying that because we or those buyers will have to put their time, money and effort into those tasks. So we're going to pay you that extra potentially over the top component of goodwill and you want it cash a close. And then we then have to pay extra money, time and effort to implement the potential upside, to get potential upside. You see how there's like a little bit of a disconnect there or a lot of disconnect there. So in regards to the goodwill, if a buyer proposes and says, okay, so Mr. Mrs. Practice Owner, you think there's you know X amount of goodwill Maybe it's another 250 grand. Maybe it's an extra million, whatever that, that where there's a disconnect from the financial performance of the practice, where there's not alignment with current market rates of whether it's three times EBITDA, three times adjusted EBITDA. If it's a larger practice, five or seven or, or eight times adjusted EBITDA, multiple. A buyer might propose an earnout component that puts some value on the goodwill. And then the owner might say, well, no. I don't want it as an earnout. I want that value of the goodwill. I want to be paid for the value of that goodwill as part of the cash of close. I want it all right now. And then buyers like us and other buyers will say, well, that's going to keep risk on the table for this transaction. We would like to de-risk the transaction by saying, okay, if you think there's an extra $500,000 worth of goodwill that's not backed up by the financials of the practice, that you think that we could monetize or you think that we could grow or whatever, then maybe we would add it as an earnout or some type of component where if, if we hit, if we grow the practice, if you help us grow the practice to another milestone, another extra 500 grand in revenue, another million in revenue, another $750,000 in additional profit, whatever, whatever the dollar amount what it might be, those types of things can be negotiated. Then buyers will want to put that as and earnout component in some cases to de-risk the situation, also less cash at close to get the transaction done. But the buyer will want all that money. They want the value of it. They want it at the close. 
as you should, of course. But the nature of it is you can only demand so much where then you might scare off potential buyers. And if you don't have flexibility, another component of this, eight out of 10 physical therapy practices that are on the market won't sell. Another component of that in terms of why is owners who are not flexible. So if you are flexible and if you do that sale of, let's just say you're asking prices 2.5 million and buyers say, you know, all right, based on your financials, it's worth 2.5 million, let's just say hypothetically, then you as the seller, if you're saying, well, that's based off of the financials, but there's also this other goodwill that we want valued. We want the past patient list valued. We want the insurance contracts valued. We want what are some, you know, the other maybe intangible, intangible assets of the practice, like the location and the the parking lot and things that are like a moat around the, like what keeps this practice insulated from competition and those types of things or other intangible assets that are not on the balance sheet, not on the profit and loss statement. That's another thing that could scare off buyers in terms of being flexible versus if a buyer says, well, if you really think the practice is worth 3 million and, and we potentially agree at 2.5 million cash to close, but you think it's worth 3 million and you want 3 million as the asking price, depending on how we're valuing this goodwill, what if there was 2.5 million paid at cash to close and then that extra 500,000 to get you to the 3 million that you are believing what your practice is worth, if we're putting that component of goodwill in there, buyers are not necessarily going to want to pay that full amount if the goodwill was valued at or exceeding that $500,000. So in that case, a buyer might say, well, how about 2.5 million as the purchase price? And that could be depending on the practice, 100% cash to close, 10% held in escrow for a year. Maybe it's 70 or 80% of, of the cash to close and then some type of an earnout or some some compensation strung out over the next several months or years. But that extra $500,000 worth of goodwill, how about we pay you $100,000 a year? You know, could be quarterly, very easy. Quarterly for the next five years. So that would be the additional $500,000 that the buyer is looking to be flexible, but not saying they're able to or willing to give you the 3 million cash to close. So... That's it. I want to make a quick episode. Eight out of 10 physical therapy practices on the market will not sell. Those are some of the reasons. Flexibility on both sides. There has to be flexibility on both sides. It's not just you know putting pressure on the private practice owner. There has to be flexibility on the buyer side, our side, and the private practice owner. Some of the other components that we covered, unrealistic expectations around the value of their practice. Again, the at the end of the day, it is based a lot on numbers. And you know, if if you're valuing reputation and community reach and referral sources, all these things, well, then that should funnel into numbers of how many patients per month and per week and revenue per patient and all those types of things. And then it goes from there. So that's a quick one. Eight out of 10 physical therapy practices on the market will not sell. That's it for now on the day show. Catch you next time. If you find this valuable or insightful or helpful, copy this link, this iTunes, Spotify, YouTube link, whatever, send it or text it text it, email it, whatever, send it to one colleague that you met in physical therapy school or met in college, undergrad, graduate school, met at a industry conference, you know, online, et cetera. Send it to one individual that is a private practice owner. Maybe they're a director or manager or they are business-minded or entrepreneurial. Send it to one individual. That's my only ask. This is totally for free. And that way it'll keep this content coming. 
and we'll make more free valuable content for you and other practice owners like you. That's it for now. Subscribe, rate, review if you find this valuable and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Dave Kittle Show. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.